It's the Game of Love with Jessica Smith. Oh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Game of Love. That's right. I'm Jessica Smith, and we're on Mile High Sports. So good to be back. I've been on a little hiatus. I've been messing around, really. I've just been messing around, Danny. Like, that's the truth. I've been on vacation. We all need a little time to mess around from, (laughs) from time to time. That's right. That's right. And it is great to see you. I haven't seen you in forever. I've missed you, It's been a long time. Yeah, I missed you too. It's good to have you back in studio. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. It's great to be back on air. Feels so good. And I'm really excited because not only am, you know, I'm, I'm back from a, I don't even know how long I was off. I've been just screwing around forever. Um, Not only am I back, I have somebody very, very special with me. I have my son, Colin West, with me. Hey, honey. Hey, mom. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to be on the radio show. So it's exciting Denver. to have you here, right? What's up, Denver? What's up, Denver? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we just were in Vegas. We were, and we had a great time. We did have a great time. Yeah. Well, if I could keep you awake, I mean, <laughs> don't don't be fooled by Jessica Smith here. As soon as the clock hit 8.30 p.m., she was ready for bed. Look, Facts. Facts. He knows it's true. He does. He's <laughs> got a big smile on his face. He's like, yep. Uh, facts. You stated the facts. And not only was I ready for bed at 8, 8.30-ish, um, I, I complained about needing a nap yes. twice a day. Because yes. I mean, we walked. We were in Vegas. We did the quintessential walking around, you yep. know, seeing the sights. We we walked ten miles uh, the first day we were there. We did. We did. And then it was you know around that. So I was tired. I'm old. Like you know, I look young, but I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, speaking fair of, enough. It was so funny. Okay, so Colin. Um, oh, so no. everybody that's listening, uh, he's 22. I am. And and I am, brace yourselves, I am 73. And a half. And a half. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I'm younger than that. But it was so funny being in Vegas because. <laughs> oh, geez. Are you, you're going there, aren't I'm you? There. Oh, no. So should I tell the story or should you tell the story? You can tell the story. Go ahead. So for whatever reason, whenever we were in Vegas, if we were meeting folks, you know, at the bar, wherever we were. People would refer to my mother as my lady friend, and, <laughs> and she seemed to think it was funnier than than I thought it was to be to be completely yes, honest. Yes, yes, I thought it was funny. I mean, it's gross, hard stop, but it also was very complimentary of me that people didn't think I was your mother. I was like, I felt like I could have just said you were my little brother, or I, you were like my sugar mama or something. Sugar mama. Well, that turned into like a whole conversation. It did. Uh, it did. We went to this one place and, uh, and you were talking to one of the waiters about, you know, me being not being the lady friend, me being your mom. And, <laughs> right. and he had a, a young looking mother. And so you guys were talking. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, can I find a sugar mama in this town? <laughs> That's right. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, um, Come to find out that one of the waiters did have a sugar mama. He did. She bought him a car, right? Bought him a car and took him to all the nicest restaurants in Vegas. I'm like, I want a sugar mama. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it sounds awesome. And once we brought up the sugar mama, another waiter walked by and he said, you guys know how to find a sugar mama? And he was serious about it. So uh, Denver, if you know how to find a sugar mama, uh, hit me up, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got a lot of sugar babies for you. I guess so. Uh, we had uh, we had a great time. Uh, there, I I did end up pushing myself beyond eight thirty bedtime. You did. I did, and like we made it to like two thirty one night. We did. We did. We did. It was pretty cool. Like we got to meet a lot of cool people. Yeah. Including a coach. I'm not going to say teams or names. No, but... we can, we can say we uh, we met one of the Raiders coaches, and yeah. he was cool. We also met. Um, uh, this legendary bartender who has oh. a new um, martini line that just came out three months ago, and I would love to get them on the Game of Love. It's 21. It was so, so good. We had a lot of martinis. It was fabulous. We also went to uh, Hell's Kitchen. Oh, we did go to Hell's Kitchen. Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. Yes, and Hell's Kitchen, to be honest, you know, I'm kind of a foodie, and I really had low expectations. I thought it was going to be kind of gimmicky, 
but it really wasn't. That was excellent food all around at Hell's Kitchen. That was some of the best food. And I too was, you know, like tapering my expectations, but it was so, so good. So uh, I, and I, of course, posted on Instagram while we were out there and there were so many people that were like, oh my God, I'm going out to Vegas soon. I'm going out to Vegas. So to everyone who is going out to Vegas, uh, Gordon Ramsay has taken over Vegas. Okay, He has has like three or four restaurants out there and we ate at two of them. We did. And Hell's Kitchen Go on to open table, get reservations. We had the only reservations we could get were two 10, months out. 30, uh, 10 30 reservations. PM. PM, not AM. Right. Not even brunch. Hey, that's proof that I, did, I stayed out later at least two nights. 10 30. Yeah. I'll uh-huh. give it to you. Thank that's you. fine. Thank you. Um, so, that's what the nap's for. That's, that's what is that is thank what you, the nap's for. That's, that's right. Uh, so, Hell's Kitchen was amazing. We did the, um, the curated menu with the wine pairing. Mm hmm. Oh, freaking phenomenal the beef tartar and uh, this uh, was uh, no the beef wellington what did we have beef the, wellington we had steak tartare steak and tar- we had the uh, pan seared scallops and so yes oof, they just killed it they amazing killed it. amazing amazing uh so yeah we went to vegas we had a great time um oh let's let's tell them about what we 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 just did a couple days ago oh. um we were going to get matching tattoos in vegas we did that's cute we were going to it's cute right and um we went into a place on the strip and it just didn't work out but i thought it you know it'd just be kind of funny just to get some you know get matching tattoos and you've been you're all tatted up and you're like let's get a matching tattoo so um we just got matching tattoos from my favorite the the best tattoo place in town oh yeah certified tattoo i'm a west colfax girl um my artist is lex he best in town um love them love them um so yeah we went and got tattoos so get this you guys i got a hand tattoo mama's got a hand tattoo (laughs) don't mess with me now don't mess with me i guess you might as well share it for the camera here i don't know if that's a good angle but for the cameras yeah we got arrows so um i i got a, an arrow on my on the outside of my hand and then colin got uh an american traditional arrow on the inside of his arm it's, it's pretty just, big it feels a little spicy it's still uh it's still fresh it's but you fresh. know we're getting through it we're getting through it that's right so i think that's really precious that mother and son matching tattoos matching tattoos mm-hmm. <laughs> yep uh never ever did i think i'd get a tattoo and I have three of them now that I've yeah. gotten in the last like three months. And I think it's really precious that we have matching tattoos. I think it's awesome. And I'm going to take credit for you getting tattoos because I started getting them. And then coincidentally, for whatever reason, you started getting them. And so I'm just going to take credit for for that move. So you're the bad influence on your mother. <laughs> that seems really like a, <laughs> a bad so. parenting thing on me. I guess oh, well. it just goes in a circle. Maybe. Yeah. And I was putting pressure on my mom. I'm like, let's go get one. And she's like, oh, no. No, no, no. Can't do that. We're, we're going to take her over to the dark side soon, I yes, think. Yes, we, are. we you know, are. You know, why not? Um, So we've had a great time together. How long have we been together on this trip? Ooh, I flew into Vegas, I want to say on, I want to say Sunday. Is that right? I think so. And so since last yeah, Sunday, yeah, yeah. We've, been, we've been hanging out. And so... I, I fly back on Friday, and so it's been it's been all around a good time. Good. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. It's been a great trip. And it's so funny being a mom and having an adult child and how different of a time we have and different conversations that we have. Um, well, we're going to talk more about you. And in, in this first segment, um, you know, we're just like, you know, telling stories and oh, catching yeah. people up and everything. So just to give... Um, to give people an idea of who you are, you are in the Air Force. I am. And you're in St. Louis. Um, yep, I'm stationed out of St. Louis, so it's, yeah. Scott Air Force Base. What? It's up, Scott Air Force Base. Yes, hello to any of my Scott friends watching. It's, it's good to see you all. <laughs> and to all the the handsome military men that are stationed there, what's up? Oh, geez. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Okay. Um, You are... Um, and I'm going to quote your one of your commanding officers. You are the star of Air Force of of Scott Air Force Base. Oh, I wouldn't say that. It's no, I, you I, didn't say that. He said that. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, take it. Take that compliment. I get around. And a little context is 
uh, for military ceremonies and things like that, I, I usually help out with the protocol. And so in terms of narrating and basically just helping a really, really big military ceremony get off the ground, that's when I come in and I, I assist with the protocol team and usually provide some of the narration. And so I'm kind of comfortable in front of a mic. You very much are. And uh, you have been the MC for two big ceremonies in the last, what, like six, seven months there? Just about. Uh, I did one for United States Transportation Command. I did their changing of command uh, where one commander left and the one commander came in. And then I did one for the base command, too. And so when, once we had a new commander come in, I, uh, I assisted and MC'd for it. And so that that is just one of the most rewarding things that a military member, a young military member can do because it, it not only gets your name out there, but then you also have to learn how to get really comfortable in your skin really, really, really fast. You really do. And you have to be on because, you know, it's all of your commanding officers, all of your peers, and everybody's watching. Uh, I was watching via yeah. live stream and uh, you were spot on and it was so impressive how well you did in front of the mic. You didn't like stutter at all. It was it was so impressive. There was there was one that you had to read like thirty names. Yep. I would have screwed up like ninety percent of them. I would have like butchered everybody's <laughs> name, but you just were on it. And you were so professional, and you were also. Um, you were you were entertaining too, and I was really impressed with you, honey. Well, thank you. It's thankfully the podium went up to uh, went up to my waist because my knees were shaking the entire time. When you're reading all of those names, and the Secretary of Defense is making eye contact with you, that that gets horrifying real fast. <laughs> ah, I can't imagine, but you you made me very proud. You made the family proud because you you know you're just quote the the star of the base and. Uh, you're just crushing it. So well, thank, thank you. you. And thank you for your service, honey. Oh, thank you. It really is a pleasure. Aw. Okay. So we need to take a little break. We come back. We are going to talk about, we're going to talk about love. Let's talk about love. You ready? Ready. Ready. Be right back. It's the game of love with Jessica Smith. That's right. I'm Jessica Smith. Game of love, Mile High Sports. I got my oldest son, Colin, here with me. Hi, Mom. Hey, honey. (laughs) (laughs) So cute having you on. I love having you here. I love spending time with you. We have a good time together. We do. I feel like it's always something. Like, we always do something interesting. or, And I guess showing up on Mile High is the interesting thing of the week. That's right. Good time. Good time. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about love. Let's talk about love. Uh, I will start this conversation by saying, uh, we have a lovely relationship and one that, uh, we share a lot. We do. We do share a lot. I'm really blessed that you feel comfortable in sharing your trials and tribulations with your life and specifically your love life. Yes. And, um, so I feel like, uh, like real talk sometimes, sometimes what you share is a little like, Oh no, why do you say that? Like, dang, I have to put on like my, uh, I I have to show up as like a a friend to you and not as your mother. Cause as your mother, I'm like, Oh my God. Um, but but then there's times where I've called you crying and that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. And I love that you, that you call me crying. That's happened quite a few times recently, hasn't it? So, (laughs) okay. So, uh, shall we talk about heartbreak? Let's talk about heartbreak. Um, sadly, uh, everybody gets their heart broken. They do. And it's extra sad when it's your child who has, you know, their heart broken and, you were dating this lovely girl. She she was lovely. She yeah. was lovely. And you were really into her. Oh, yeah, for sure. You were into her. You were so into her that I, the the family met her. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you, you made some comments about, like, like, this could be a long-term thing. I did, yeah. Yeah. And um, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. And 
I think what makes, because I, I would assume everyone who's listened has had a heartbreak before. Yes. And it's it's easy for for the really ugly breakups and the really ugly heartbreaks. It, it's kind of easier to go down the path of recovery because you can be like, they're horrible. You know, I never want to see them again. But when you go through somewhat, something somewhat amicable, you know, and you genuinely do think the other person's a really good person, I think that road to recovery is a little bit more difficult. I, I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that because you don't have that like, well, screw them. You know, they, <laughs> they slept with my best friend. You know, I can, you know, it's easy to cut ties. But when it's like, hey, this isn't a match. Right. And then you walk away when you both choose to walk away mm-hmm. because it's what's best for each one, each person. Then that is hard because then, you know, on those lonely nights, you're like, oh, you know, well, you think about you always think about the the good times, right? right. Always. 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 And, you know, when you're, you know, you're, you know, Netflix and chilling alone on a Thursday night, <laughs> yep. you know, and you're having your dinner for one and, and you're like, man, you know, I wish so and so was here. Mm-hmm. And then you start like you can start to like a conversation with yourself. That's like, well, it wasn't that bad. And I know that we had our differences, but maybe they're not, you know, uh, maybe we can work through them and la la la. So then you can start to kind of like, uh, rationalize, you know, reaching out to them and everything. And yeah, trying not, <sighs> trying not to go there. You know, it's one of the, it was a TikTok of all places. And I think I did share this with you. Uh, some of the best advice that I got recently was via TikTok because that's where everyone who's 22, the wise, the 22, wise TikTok. It's uh, they said that the difference between someone who gets broken up with versus does the breaking up is that the person who breaks up with you, they have a harder path to recovery because they not only have to they not only have to heal, but they almost have responsibility to they have to justify it. You know, they said that without you, they saw a better future, and they have to almost prove that prove that to themselves but versus the person who got broken up with all they have to do is heal and get better and so that's kind of how i have to look at it oh that's that's interesting i haven't heard that i'm gonna think on that yeah uh i always say the opposite because when people are broken up with Mm -hmm. it's i call it the takeaway the takeaway the takeaway when as humans if they're is something taken away from us, no matter what it is. If it's love, if it's chocolate cake, if it's a promotion, whatever it is, if it's just ripped away from us, we're like, wait, no, I, no. Mm-hmm. And it's something psychological in us that when the takeaway happens, it, it hurts us. And um, I, I don't know um, if you guys have experienced this, but there's been there's been a few times. I was gonna say so many times, but really, like who has broken up with me? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's happened. Let me tell you, it's, it's definitely happened. happened. I can tell you many stories. Well, okay, a few stories that guys have broken up with me. But um, there's been times that I've been casually dating someone, mm-hmm. and I'm not into them, and I'm like, this is not a situation like yours. But it's like I'm I'm like eh, I'm not that into them. I'm probably gonna break up with them. Uh, and then they break up with me and I'm like, no, why'd I do that? You know, why? And it's so funny because, you know, psychologically there's something that happens that it's like, oh yeah, I didn't want to be with him, but he broke up with me. I don't even remember who he is. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. But anyway, I'm like, there's this like, what, what, wait, wait, why did you break me? I, I'm wonderful. Why? What, da, da, da. And then all of a I'm sudden, great. Yeah. and all of a sudden, we start pining for it, and it and it happens a lot. Um, it, and this also happened just with one of my friends. There was um, she had a business deal come up, and she was like, eh, "I don't really want to do it, but it might be cool." And they said, "Actually, never mind. We're going to go with someone else." And she Ooh. was like, "What?" And so, uh, I think that happens a lot with with breakups. That when you're the one broken up with, you know, you you don't really have a say in it. No, no say. And I would think it'd be healthier if you just kind of accepted the fact really early on that you don't have a say because you're likely not going to change the person's mind. And if you were able to change this person's mind so quickly, like how much confidence could you have in that decision anyways? And so I think I think what you have to do in a situation like that is just accept that you don't have really much power in that situation and you just have to pull back a little bit. And then that's the time to focus on yourself for sure. That's right. And that's something that you and I talked about 
really for hours on the phone was, you know, taking care of yourself. And that's something I'm a huge advocate of is it's self-care. I mean, because yeah. really, you know, you don't you don't have that, you know, that that person anymore. And you just solely have to focus on yourself and you have to pour love into yourself and be kind to yourself and be a friend to yourself and a companion to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what you've been doing since the <laughs> since the, the breakup. I've been, I've been trying, you know, and one of the things that she told me over the phone, I guess right after we broke up, was that I was, I was of course, saying like, no, we don't have to do this. You know, we can figure it out. Like kind of the, the classic speech that everybody gives. But one of the things that she said is that maybe you should really focus on loving yourself right now. And when I heard that in the moment, I was like, okay, whatever, that's, that's really dumb. But, you know, looking back at it, like what, like three months from now, I can see that advice and be like, oh, crap, that that's actually some of the best advice any of my former romantic partners has given me is I really need to have a foundation of loving myself and doing things for me first before I can contribute to other people. That's right. And yes, it was great advice. And, you know, when we're breaking up with people, and especially when we're done, done, oh, it's yeah. just kind of like we will say anything we can to like, Okay. To, to get him off the phone. Yeah, like, okay, you need to go love yourself. Bye. You know, <laughs> so. And I do feel bad looking back because I probably kept her on the phone probably an hour longer than I should have. And she just was probably hating every second of it. And so if you're watching, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> you know what? I'm not sorry. I, I wouldn't be sorry about that because you fought for, you fought for her. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's what the masculine and that's what someone who loves someone should do. You fight for that person. Mm-hmm. And if you just, you know, if she would have been like, okay, Colin, you know, I, I want to end things because of X, Y, Z. And you're like, cool. Bye. You know, I oh. mean, like. <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that tell the other person? Right. You know she'd mean? be like, okay, well, uh, have a nice life. Yeah. Peace. Bye. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you fought for her and you, you fought for your relationship. And I mean, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And seriously though, uh, I have to give a shout out to my friends too, because I told you about all the support that my friends have done for me or, or all the times that my friends were there for me through that whole thing. And I practically camped out at my friend uh, Kiki and Katie's house. I practically camped out at their house. So that one night where I told you that we met for coffee, yeah. while I was driving back talking to you on the phone, I went straight to their house. You know, mm-hmm. We got tacos, we just watched movies. And without friends like that, I, I don't know where I would have been, to be completely honest. Shout out to Kiki and Katie. Thank you, ladies. Thanks for taking care of him. And yeah, thank goodness for our friends that carry us through those dark times. Because my friends, they've, they've, they've been <laughs> with me through thick and thin. Our friends know our demons, don't they? So. Oh, yes, they do. And they love us anyway. I know. And it's a beautiful thing. It. it is. Uh, okay, going back to heartbreak. Sure. Um, how, like, if you were going to give advice to someone who is heartbroken right now, what advice would you give them? Ooh, are we talking like, like heartbreak happened 10 minutes ago or? Well, they're just hurting. I would, uh, yeah. I would say, I would say some of the biggest ones would be the first one would be allow yourself to be hurt. Because one of the things that I did, it's that I was incredibly hurt. But what I tried to do was I tried to run from it. And actually, mm-hmm. I kind of mean literally, I ran. I was running twice a day, about like three or four miles a day. At like that literally point. running so from it. I was it. literally running from it. And then all of a sudden I would, you know, get done with a run. I'd be feeling okay. And then I would sit down and then just start crying, you know, because I didn't really give myself a chance to process it. And so I would say that'd be one of the biggest things is let yourself time to feel bad. Do you have any experience in that or definitely i think that is key you you have to feel it because we do we run from it and uh especially men men will run from it and you know because men you know are taught that they're not supposed to have feelings and show emotion and everything and and that's why you see a lot of men that will just go from relationship to relationship to relationship because they're like okay it didn't work out with Kristen. i'm gonna go over to julianne you know i'm gonna and they'll just you know keep it going and they don't ever actually feel it and when you when you do stop and feel it then there's a whole transformation that then can take place and a really a uh, metamorphosis that can happen when you let those feelings occur. Cause if like, if you don't feel those feelings, they are going to show up and they're going to play out some way or another. Oh yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to come out and it's better to healthily process them mm-hmm. than, you know, all of a sudden you're out on a, you know, three week bender. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I could have went that way, but thankfully I didn't go that way. And I'm really happy I didn't. I am so happy you didn't too. And uh, it's because you really value yourself and you are a stand-up human being. Thank you. You're welcome. And, um, you know, you're, you're more virtuous than, um, than a lot of people. And, um, and it's, it's easy to harden after a breakup and, and you know, I'm fighting that right now based on some of the conversations we've had. Yes. And we're going to keep talking about that. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to keep talking about that right now. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back on the game of love. It's the Game of Love with Jessica Smith. What's up, everyone? What's up? We were just talking about that, just like stumbling. Um, The hardest part, I've said this a million times, the hardest part about doing this show is not cussing. Yes. Danny just shakes his head like... But you always do a perfect job. Thank you. It's your guests that we have to worry about sometimes. (laughs) That's right. Don't look at me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, you've been great too. Yeah, but some of our past guests have been a little tricky. Our last guests were hilarious. Stephanie and Claire. Oh, Stephanie was like like a sailor. Oh, Lord. It was so, they were so great. I love having them on. And, um, you know, she's been telling me all day, like, we'll be in the car and she'll look at me and she'll go, You cannot cuss on the show. And I'm like, I'm Okay. And she's like, I get it. That's because he uses the F word as a noun, adjective, and a comma. A- <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It really is. I talk like that too. And I've been trying to curb it a little bit. And being on here helps because I have a good filter when I'm he- on here. As soon as I'm off air, it- my parents would not be proud of me. I'll say that. Oh, well, Danny, you're a stand-up guy, and your parents would be proud. I guess they just wouldn't be proud of the way I talk sometimes. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the dirtbag kid that cusses in front of my family, so there's that. Oh my gosh, Danny, you should hear him with my mom. He is <laughs> not he, Graham. Graham, no. Uh, yeah, with my mom, he is almost worse around my mom like she hates it so i i I ramp it up you know the other day she's sitting on the couch she has her little cocktail and she's happy to be around her daughter and her grandbabies Mm. and her biggest grandbaby has the foulest mouth (laughs) and it's just like f-bomb f-bomb and she's like colin please can you stop saying the f-word and he's like why the (sighs) f4 she challenged me she was like i really want you to say something without saying the f-word and I'm like, ooh, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> uh, until he gets on the mic or in, you know, on base, then he's straight laced. Oh, right. Totally. Yes. Uh-huh. Nobody in the military cusses ever. Ever. Never. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's go back to heartache. Because uh, I know, right? <laughs> no, it's, I've talked about it a lot. I continue to talk about it a lot because uh, there are people that are listening to the show right now and they're hurting. And the reason why I have the game of love, the reason why I have my private coaching practice, the reason why I've, um, you know, I, I write what I do in my book is to to help end that suffering. Mm-hmm. And so, to the people who are, you know, brokenhearted right now, well, let's talk about it because yeah. um, I, I guarantee you there's tons of people out there that are that are suffering. So, um. Right before the last break, we were talking about how difficult it is. I mean, there's so many negative feelings and oh, so a million. a million to navigate post breakup. And we were kind of talking about we were kind of talking about hardening after that because it's, it's really easy to put up a really big stone wall and say, "No, I don't care." You know, I'm done. Yep. And I think part of that almost comes with the loss of identity. And let me know if I'm going too far off the rails, because sometimes I think people can get a little too wrapped up with the person that they are in a relationship. Mm. Because like during the time, like I'll admit it, I kind of viewed myself as Colin so-and-so significant other, you know, when I was just Colin who happened to be so-and-so significant other. And so I think I started to harden a lot after the breakup. 
because instead of viewing myself as Colin so-and-so's significant other, I was Colin dumped by so-and-so. You you know what I mean? (laughs) And so I was like, I was like, I can't be, can't be happy. You know, it's, I can't let any of these other girls into my life. You know, I have to be a jerk. And, right. and that you're was like, part of the hardening. Yeah. And like Vegas, you're like, let's get some hoes. No, no, no. You were totally kidding. Uh, that was a joke. And, that was uh, a joke. Yeah, that was, that a, joke. was a joke. But, um, you know, it, like sometimes you'll talk a big game, but like your heart is very soft and it's very good. Um, I'm, I'm gentle, I would say. You're you know? gentle. Yeah. And um, let's go back to what you said that was um, uh, very wise. Yeah. Very wise, because uh, a lot of times when we get into relationships, it is all about the relationship. Right. And, you know, sometimes we don't see our friends anymore. We change habits. We change, you know, sometimes we could change our whole entire lives around for someone that we love or that we're in partnership with. And it is a huge loss of identity. You know, it's like, especially when you're so enmeshed, like when your worlds are, you know, when you're seeing them every night, they're sleeping over all the time or you're living together, you know, it can be really hard to, to really see yourself as a sovereign being after that. It does get hard. And sometimes I think that, you know, you, you need to keep a little bit of individual personality, even when you are in a relationship, because you have to think about it you know, that's kind of what attracted the other person because but prior to prior to my last relationship, you know, I'm now starting to get in the habit of these things again. I worked out a lot. Mm-hmm. I read, you know, I enjoy doing things like what we're doing. You know, I've appeared on different medias and things like that. I like to read. I like to meditate, work out, cooking. I love to cook. So things like that I enjoyed. But then I found myself like every single month that the relationship went on, I found myself doing less of those things. Ooh, yeah, And then you know, if hindsight is twenty twenty, you know, the Colin who did all that stuff was the Colin who was attracting the people in my life that I want, you know, not yep. just some housebroken Colin who just works and goes, oh, you know what I mean? And he was giving me a funny look from the booth. Yes. But <laughs> Housebroken. Dang, that's good. Somebody make note of that. That is so spot on. Because I'm not saying that I, I wasn't a good partner because I, I really did put everything I could into that relationship. But I didn't do anything. I I went to work. I got off work as quick as I could, you know, not even time to say goodbye to a coworker. You know, I got off work as quick as I could, got home, you know, and hung out with her all night and then rinse, rinse and repeat. And then on the nights that we didn't hang out and we're going to get into attachment theory, you know, I was super anxious, you know, kind of sitting by the phone like, oh, is she going to text me? Are we going to talk? You know, and I just I just wasn't doing anything you know and and look and part of the loss of identity is that i now recognize that and i'm Mm -hmm. kind of out of the funk and you can see based off of our conversations i'm starting to get back into the things that make me me and i'm starting to click a little bit again yeah you are and i'm proud of you for doing that because it takes a lot to dig ourselves out of that breakup hole and you know put on our our big boy and girl panties and you know dust our shoulders off and keep going. So um, you're so right. I was on the Amy Edwards show. I think it was like this time last year. And she asked me, uh, we were talking about self-love and we were talking about my book. Yeah. And uh, she goes, Jessica, when do you forget? When is the time that you forget like who you are and how to take care of yourself and like all that good stuff? And I'm like, oh, that's easy when I'm in a relationship. Oh yeah, totally. That goes out the window and I, I am housebroken at that point, you know, and I, and it's interesting that you bring that up because just a couple of weeks ago I was like, oh shoot, like I need to, being in the relationship I'm in now, I'm like, I don't do the things to take care of myself like I would do when I was alone. When I was alone, shoot, I was like, my self-care was on point. And you not only, you not only do less of that, that stuff, but if you're honest with yourself, you would and I don't mean you specifically, so I'm not calling you out, mom. But call me out, if, honey. If you were honest with yourself, the things that you do to take care of yourself are probably the things that make you a better girlfriend. And oh. they were the things that made me a better boyfriend. Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like to be like when 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 you're single and you're looking, you're like on your game. Oh yeah. And uh, you know the other side of that coin is. Yes, we need to continue to take care of ourselves when we're in a relationship. And there's also, there's a a melding of two people coming together to make the relationship. And so, um, 
you know, th- there's things that slip away. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like now, like Saturday, Sunday morning, I have a choice that I can either stay. Sorry, honey, but I can either like stay cuddled in bed with my man or I can get up and go for a run. I can do all my spiritual stuff. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to cuddle with him yeah. on a Saturday morning. I'm going to stay in bed. So, um, you know, there's there's just there's different parts of it. There's different components. So, Definitely. yes, we need to stay on our game. And there's also, you know, we we do those type of things, you know, for the people we love. And I think there's a there's a sweet spot and a happy medium there's definitely a balancing act and i kind of think that the balancing act is likely a little bit easier when you're already at a hundred percent you know talking about being on point you know prior to being into a relationship yeah you know if you're only at you know 50 percent of your operational capacity how are you going to be a really effective partner you know and so one of the things that i'm doing is that even though i have had interactions from what i've told you i am really i'm really trying to stay single and I'm really, really concerned with, you know, being the best possible person that I could be. So then I could be the best partner that I could be yep. once that time comes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you mentioned attachment theory. I have. And it's something that you and I talk about off the mic frequently. Very. It, it dictates everything that we do from romantic interactions to friendship interactions. And so, yeah, it's kind of the building blocks of how we all interact with each other. It is. It's definitely a foundational part of who we are. And something that I love about you uh, is that you really own your stuff. I try. And um, you are very open about being on the anxious um, side of the the spectrum. I was. And so, or I guess I still am. No, no. Own that. Say that. I I was. I was in the past. But to, to break it down for the folks who don't really know, it's, uh, a, a good chunk of the population has what's called a secure attachment style. And in a secure attachment style, I guess you can kind of get it from the name, but you don't have really many attachment wounds or things from childhood that might affect how your interpersonal relationships are. And people with secure attachment styles, which I recommend you read about, they actually tend to get married a lot quicker than the rest of the population. Mm-hmm. And they also tend to stay married. And then there, I would, I was just going to chime in and say, they're probably the most, um, stable and most healthy. And so that's like, you know, that's where we all want to work towards. Yeah. You want to be, uh, an example or quality of a secure partner would be someone who can put you at ease, you know, someone who's not making you anxious or feel like you need to run away. This is really like the rock of a partner is how I describe it. I love that. I love that. And that's something that we all strive to be too. We strive to be that. And then, um, another one is the avoidant, the avoidant. What do you know (sighs) about that mom? The avoidant. Oh, I know (laughs) way too much about the avoidant. Um, uh, the avoidant is one that really does not, uh, who's emotionally unavailable. Right. And, um, anytime somebody is stepping towards them, they are pulling back. Right. And, and the avoidant, the avoidant, and which we'll we'll also get into the anxious. They're kind of two sides of the same coin. Yeah. But the the avoidant, at the end of the day, like every other human being, someone with an avoidant attachment style, they want closeness and they want to be in love and they want that intimacy too. Yep. But there was something in their past, whether it was from childhood to a previous romantic relationship. Yep. The avoidant, for whatever reason, every time they feel themselves opening up to their partner they feel like they have to pull away almost to protect themselves. That's right. And that's what, uh, you know, that's really what it is. It's about survival. And so if they're, you know, the, to the people who are anxious or who are avoidant, uh, it's not that they're bad people. They've just had, like you said, experiences that have made it. So they're just trying to safeguard their heart. That's, that's what they're trying to do. They're not trying to be malicious, like the avoidant. They're not trying to run away. They're not trying to be hard. They're just trying to safeguard themselves and protect themselves. Yeah. And they would rather, they would rather, they would rather run away first and then be abandoned pretty much because it boils down to a fear of abandonment pretty much. Yeah. And so someone, if, if you were an avoidant person, you might say, ooh, I'm, you might not even be thinking it. It might just be like a primal instinct. Like you're afraid of being left. You're afraid of being abandoned. So you might pull the rug out and do it first. Yep. And mm-hmm. then the anxious. The anxious. Okay. We're going to put a pin in it and we're going to take a little break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about anxious. Let's do it. Okay. We'll be right back. Baby, 
feel so close to you right now. It's a force field. It's the game with Jessica Smith. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the game of love <laughs> with uh, Colin West and her guest, Jessica Smith. Oh, wait, wait, wait no, hold on. With Jessica Smith and her guest, Colin West. <laughs> You guys missed it. His eyebrow went up a little bit. He had like a like a the rock moment, like Colin West, Jessica Smith. That's right. That's great. No, I was more so. Is it my turn to talk or what? No. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have good communication there. No, I was didn't. like, go right ahead, go right ahead, do it, do it. Um. All right. So let's go back to attachment theory. Yes. And let's talk about anxious. Yes. So you know we we mentioned how anxious and avoidant folks are like kind of two sides of the same coin, yep. right? Um, while, whereas the avoidant people, they run away and they're kind of afraid of getting elusive. Too close. elusive. They don't text back very quick. They're no. kind of like, they're noncommittal. Right. They don't want to put a label on things. You probably not hear from them. You know, like, yeah. Almost like a cat. I like to describe them. You know, they're kind of doing their oh, own thing and then they, perfect. they come up to get some pets and they love you and then all of a sudden they're like, they're like oh, <laughs> time to go. Don't <laughs> touch me. But yeah. and like like I mentioned in the previous segment, that is because they have a fear of abandonment yep. and a fear of people running away from them. Yeah. Um, in regards to the anxious people, how they deal with that is that they actually do the opposite. They why it's called anxious. They're anxious. They latch onto their partner and then they pretty much they pretty much just like pull pull all the emotional intimacy out of it via their partner. You know, they expect to. Mm-hmm. They have usually unrealistic expectations for their partner. Mm. They yeah. they expect you know a lot of emotional support. They kind of they kind of expect everything, don't they? They really do. And um, you know, you were so brave in you know owning your anxiousness and uh, and really, I would say I'm mostly secure. I would say so. And I can also fall into anxious pretty quick. So if I'm with someone who is avoidant, uh, if I feel unsafe, if I, you know, I'm just not feeling very stable, I can go into that anxious very quickly and I can, you know, be like Uh really, really needy. Really, that's what anxious is. It's It's incredibly, like being incredibly needy pretty much. Needy with anxiety. And uh, in regard, and avoidant people actually do tend to bring that out of their either secure partners or their anxious partners. And so usually the, the relationships that kind of self-destruct themselves are the people who are incredibly avoidant. And then the people who are incredibly anxious, because it's a, it's always a hot and cold, like a one person's always running and then the other person's always chasing sort of thing. You are so right. So if there's an avoidant and uh, an anxious together, the avoidant is always backing up. And is not giving uh, it's the avoidant often will create an unsafe environment Mm -hmm. for the anxious attached. And so that will send the anxious attached like, you know, I I, come back. I need you. Come here. Come here. Come here. And um, I want to say my heart goes out to the people who are anxious attached because I, you guys, I'm anxious. Like I'm a Virgo. I'm like, I, you were, you were giving me so much crap in Vegas about, um, well, just you give me crap in general about yeah. trying to control everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, it's hard it when is. you're the anxious attached. And that's, that's something that I had, to. there's a great book called attached that I recommend that you guys either buy or listen to. It's about two, two doctors who did a pretty deep step or a deep dive into attachment theory. And I actually, you know, in the search for answers after a breakup, I actually bought that book and I read it. And then that book, I genuinely felt personally attacked at times reading that book. And then I also felt like, oh, that makes so, so much sense. So much sense. So some of my ex-partners, they were way more anxious than I was. And then some of my partners, including my most recent, was like a decent amount of an avoidant, you know? Yeah. And so that really humanizes people because you can, if you look at attachment theory you could be like oh they suck they're an avoidant blah 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 blah. but you know this book did a really good job at hu- at humanizing them and saying no it's not because they're bad people it's right. because that that's just not a level of intimacy that them at that moment can't handle and yeah that's right and um it, it's also interesting too with the anxious attached when those people are with another anxious or with the secure a lot of times that anxiousness will diminish. It will. 
because they will they will get the amount of um, uh, attention and love and you know all the all the needs that they um, that they require and 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 yearn for mm-hmm. they're getting and um, and again I love that you you know you said that these are not bad people. We are not no. bad people. We, we just are a product just of our of experiences and you know, there's, there's opportunity for growth as soon as we know which one we are. And I would really encourage people, um, to be really, really honest with themselves. I think there's a lot of, um, amazing people out there that are sitting there right now going, I'm secure. I'm secure. No, I'm good. I'm good. Maybe. But why don't you just, why don't you take a good hard look at the mirror and see, you know, how you are showing up in relationships, how you show up on dating apps, how you're texting people, um, what happens when feelings come up and all that stuff. Really look at that. And once you um, really come to terms with you're probably on one side of the spectrum or another, then you could start working on it. So for like the anxious attached people. You got to do what your your ex said. You got to love yourself. I got to love myself extra extra hard, and it's an opportunity to really develop an intimate, healthy relationship with yourself because you have to be the one to fill your own love tank. You have right. to be the one that soothes yourself. I'm a big proponent of self soothing. You have to like calm yourself, and mm-hmm. instead of going looking at your partner and being like, make me feel better. Fix me. Fix me. <laughs> Fix like, me. I'm not feeling good right now. I'm feeling anxious because you're not giving me attention and I feel you pulling away la 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 and like how we can just like, ah, almost like throw a tantrum, throw almost. a tantrum. Then you have to go, okay, Calm I, down. I, I, I'm, I'm seeing that I'm experiencing these feelings. Mm-hmm. I need to take care of myself. I need to, what do I need right now to take care of myself? How can I diminish my anxiety right now? And that work is important because if you're dealing with these symptoms, and you're not aware of it, you could be really just hurting yourself, you know, because like I was telling you that on times at like nights and things like that, where we wouldn't hang out, I, instead of doing something that was productive or good for me, I was a nervous wreck. Like I would be, I'd maybe turn on a movie and then I'd be staring at my phone, waiting for a text back or, you know, a Snapchat. And then it's, and then even though, even if I did get those like those things timely in a way I would like it was just still never good enough, you know, because I would open a text and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, she seems disinterested. She seems, you know, and I'd run through all these nightmare scenarios in my head. And it really wasn't until, cause I actually, I do, I do go to therapy, you know, I actually recommend everyone does it. And, and it's not something that I recognized as a negative trait until I talked to a therapist. And so I would say kind of like what you said, mom, I would really be honest with yourself if you're listening and you're really not sure. And if you do kind of feel a certain way and you can afford mental health, like mental help, I highly, highly, highly recommend seeking it. It's 2022. You, you can go see a therapist. Everyone has a therapist. Everybody has a therapist. I love that you offer that up for people. I, I agree. Everybody needs to have a therapist, everyone. And you're so right. It's that you got to take responsibility for your actions because if you don't, you're only going to be hurting yourself and others. Right. And, Period. And you have to think about what it does to your partner, too. Yeah. And because it's it was really easy for me to be frustrated after the breakup and say, oh, so and so doesn't care, blah, blah, blah. You know, but looking back, it's if the roles were reversed and I was dealing with that, I do not think I could have dealt with that, Ooh. you know. And Ooh. so so it's not something I, I think I'll ever get a chance to apologize for but looking back on it it really does open your eyes because you look at your own your own behavior your past behavior and you're like oh crap i wouldn't have put up with that myself you know and then i expected somebody else to put up with that and so if that you're listening sorry about that you know i i'm just applauding you because that is so wise and it takes a lot of guts to look at yourself in the mirror and then see what you did wrong and own your stuff i just apologized for my behavior this morning i was like listen I was wrong. I didn't act right last night. And I think it's it's crucial for us to own our crap because we all have crap and uh, remedy it and work through it. Right. And get and get better. Um, honey, we need like three more hours. Um, unfortunately, we don't have it. We have two minutes left. Two minutes. Any final thoughts? Well, I just wanted to thank you. I wanted to thank the family. And I also wanted to thank everyone here at Mile High Sports for having me on. This is truly some of the things that I have the most fun doing. And so I really appreciate it. And I love you, mom. And I've had a good, great time in Denver so far. 
honey, I love you. And I'm so proud of you. You are an amazing son and an amazing human. And it's, it blows my mind to look at you. Like, we have so much fun together and we like our quality time is, is really it's really quality. Yeah. And there's moments like these, I look at you and I'm like, Oh my God, you are my child and you are this <laughs> amazing man. And it's, it blows my mind. So I'm so proud of you. And I love you so much. I'm proud of you too, mom. I oh, love you. He's proud of me. Oh, thank you, honey. Thanks for being on. Thank you. And, um, I'm really excited because, uh, now that I'm back to work, <laughs> I'm going to be here every week. I'm really excited because next week I have UFC fighter Drew Dober is coming on and we're going to, he's on fire right now. He's on fire. So I'm really excited to have him come into the studio. We're going to talk about his career, his passions, and you know, we're going to be talking about his love life. I'm really Ooh. excited. We're going to, we're going to dig in there. Um, and then I just want to send a shout out to uh, Josh, who's making from um, MMA plug, who's making his UFC debut Ooh. this weekend, which is very exciting. So um, good luck and break a leg. Like literally. <laughs> No, don't break his leg. But you know what I mean. Uh, um, and Danny, thank you so much. It's so good seeing you again. I missed you. Yeah, great to see you too. And uh, good to have you back in studio. Like I said earlier, looking forward to next week and all the weeks after that. And me too, Danny. Thank you so much. And to all of you listening, thank you so much for your continuous love and support, for tuning in to every episode, for sending me all the love that you guys do. On this hiatus, it was so sweet. I got so many messages going, whoa, when are you coming back? Where are you? And I felt your love and I'm back, you guys. And I'm going to be here giving you all the love and support that I can. So until next time, get out there and love each other. <laughs>